Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to avoid any lazy negativity, we have beers. We're making this a drinking game. Mm-hmm. Any, anytime you hear us say something negative about a film, you're going to hear this sound. And that Woo! means that we are drinking people. We hope you drink along with us and have some fun. So pour yourselves a glass and uh, we're going to get into something that's a little bit long overdue. A little bit long overdue. That is the release schedule of Black Widow, I believe you're talking about. It's definitely. I mean, for a movie that was announced in 2014, it really took its time to come out. Um, Yes. And yeah, yeah, it it had so many different release dates. And then, of course, COVID hit and they weren't going to release it. And it's like. Are they gonna? Are they not? Um, and they refused to just set it in the future. They were like, "No, we're we're gonna set it in 2016 when it was supposed yeah, to come out." Yeah, yeah. Uh, for anyone for anyone curious, this does take place between uh, just just after Civil War, um, in the at the timeline, and uh, it had a good opening actually. Like, did you see the numbers for this? Like 80, yeah. 80 mil domestic and like sixty mil in premium. Wow. Like, so yeah. eighty mil worth of people went to the movies, and sixty mil worth of people stayed at home. And that 60 mil they love because the Disney gets a higher cut of it. So Absolutely, cool. Damn. yes. Damn. Um, what an opening. $100 million opening. Look at that. Yeah, highest domestic openings is Rise of Skywalker, I believe. Um, that's what someone said. Uh, but I, I'm not going to lie. Like I've been waiting a long time for this one. Um, we've been trying to get uh, Scarlett to have her own film for a long time. Yeah. And it went through, I want to say, three different incarnations before they settled on this script. And we'll talk about nice. uh, what that is. We will. But first, Dave, we got to go ahead and shout our people out. So, John, we can do. you please do the honors? We're going to do the shout outs. Right now, we have a beer sponsor. His name is Carlos Barroso. You can give him a follow on Instagram if you're feeling it. The handle is Cbarozo Bar 2019. That's C-B-A-R-R-O-Z-O-B-A-R 2019. And if you're digging the music on this episode and every single fucking episode of this podcast, then please head on over to soundcloud.com forward slash Dasein dash artist. And you can download all of this music and all the other music by Dasein, D-A-S-E-I-N for free. And Bargain. please don't forget... Like us, love us, rate us, review, subscribe. We are at the love of cinema pod on all the platforms except for Twitter. We are just at the love of cinema there. But please, please, please hit us up. We need the love. We will get back to you, especially if you have Mm. any thoughts on today's episode, because Dave is clearly very passionate about it. And we are going to we are going to go back and forth with whoever wants to write in to us. So hit us up. All right, let's do it. I, I, I promise you, this is a promise. If you reach out to us on the socials, Dave will respond. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely At least also, Dave. We, we promise we can we make. <laughs> also, also we, we haven't had a review in a while, and that does help everybody find yeah. our show. So there's a lot of movie yeah. podcasts out there, but if you think it's fun, have people talking about positive things about movies, even if they didn't necessarily love the movie, yeah. but we try to keep it positive here. Uh, that's our goal. Plus, it's fun, and we try to drink. If you yeah. like if you like the show at all, please tell your friends and write a review. Take 10 seconds. We'd really appreciate as it. As far as the algorithm goes, the more you comment, the higher we go. And you know what? Negative comments. I don't know if you've ever been on Facebook or if you were in the United States in 2016 or 2020. Negative comments work too. We like it positive. I believe we have a perfect rating, but we will sacrifice the rating. to get Love us or like us. Just tell us about all it. All right. Yeah. Well, let's not, let's, let's stop selling out and let's get into let's do Black it. Widow. Part of Phase Four here in the MCU. And right, so just here before we get to started, just before we get is started, our resident, our resident MCU director, Dave, a director, who, our resident MCU expert, Dave. Go ahead. Who saw this in theaters and who saw it at home? Theaters. All of us saw it in theaters, I believe. We yeah. all saw it in theaters. Okay, I think great. we all saw it yeah. in Dolby yeah, Atmos. Yeah, I went to Dolby as well. I was, I, I was in like row E. We were sitting damn close, and this was I, like. Yeah, full screen. I did not see it in Atmos. I saw it in real 3D. I would oh, recommend cool. not nice. seeing it in real D. But but the theater near me has really comfy chairs. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan <laughs> of those 3D conversions either. It, it, it had a couple moments where it was cool, but there were a lot of times where I was it like, is converted, it, it, isn't, it wasn't filmed in 3D, so it is a no. conversion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Right, 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 right. Some cool anyway, moments, but yeah, I would have heightened, heightened formats though. So yeah, do, all right, let's do it, Dave. Uh, yeah, so basically this deals with um, Natasha as in Black Widow. Um, and it goes right back to, yeah, it goes right back to her, uh, beginning. 
uh, as a little kid. Uh, almost, I would say, one of her first missions. I don't think it was actually her first mission, but it was one of. Um, but it's a very important mission, and then it uh, jumps forward to uh, fully grown. And it basically deals with her coming back and finding the people that she was in a bit of a fake family with uh, when she was a Russian agent in the US. Um, great concept. I know it's been done before, but I feel like they managed to still put a bit of an original spin on it. The, the fake family thing? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I would say, just to, just to jump in right here, Go. we've seen a lot this year of a great opening to a movie where, honestly, it might be, and I'm not saying it is because the, the movie, the themes haven't gotten introduced, but I'm thinking of Quiet Place 2. I'm even thinking of fucking Mortal Kombat. <laughs> These yeah. openings, which are, which are set way in the past of where the action of the film is going to take place, they've done a really good job because this movie opening was really, really, really cool. Natasha looked like Run Lola Run. She had the younger sister thing going. Her dad was David Harbour, who looked young. Her mom was Rachel Weiss. And I was in, man. They were running from something. I didn't know what they were running from. I thought it was hot. So, Dave, kudos, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, those two, the two kids who were cast as like young Natasha and, and uh, young Yelena were awesome yeah. in this. Uh, David Harbour made up as young David Harbour. Yeah, Nailed exactly. It. Um, Rachel Weiss, always great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You really, yeah. you really can't go wrong in like the, the opening of this film. And I'm not going to lie, when we were sitting, obviously we were sitting in the cinema and the Marvel logo came up and it's gigantic up there on the screen and the music finished and at least three people in the theater went, woo. And nice. I, I might've been one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it, I mean, it, it, it takes you right back and it brings you in and then it jumps to, yeah, basically just after civil war in the timeline where they've just had the Sokovia Accords. They're hunting all the Avengers down. She's on the run. Um, so yeah, basically she's trying to keep her head down and it doesn't work at all. It doesn't work. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's it. Um, what did you, so, so let's Guys, also are we do gonna, a little bit more timeline. Are, are we going to have a, a, are we going to announce if we're going to talk about spoilers or not? Cause Absolutely. I know, I know we'll, movies, we'll keep it spoiler. Yeah. We'll keep it spoiler free up until a point and then we'll announce that, uh, this yeah. is the part where you might want to stop. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, cool. so, so I think Dave, that's great. Cause we, we just got into the intro here and yeah. we're getting into it. We haven't really talked about the tone, which is different, but I think yeah. it is also important to just, just to really, really lean into the fact that none of these TV shows were supposed to come out before this movie. Um, so yeah. for instance, for me, hmm. I heard the word Sokovia Accords and my initial reaction was, well, everybody shut the fuck up about these Sokovia Accords. I'm so sick of hearing about these Sokovia Accords because <laughs> WandaVision talked about them. Uh, Falcon Lunar Soldier talked about them. Um, it's like, I'm, I'm so tired of the, like, why do I care about these Sokovia Accords? They were so long ago, but out of respect, the movie was supposed to come out last year and it was set in 2016, or at least it was, if the movie were to come out in timeline, which is after Civil War. It would be pretty much 2016. So yes, I think that I think that's cool. Um, what do you guys should should we get into what the the story's about just a little bit, just the premise? Some of it's been some of it's been teased, but does anybody? Uh, yeah, let's see what a what a good um, plot synopsis here is on the IMDb where I get all my synopsises. Is yeah, uh, it's very simple. A film about <laughs> Natasha Romanoff in her quest between the Civil War and Infinity War. It's hard to, Good job, it's hard to get into this. <laughs> this is just what I fucking said. <laughs> it's like, oh, Dave didn't really fill in the gaps. No, no, that was it. That's it. That's the whole story. Yeah, I guess it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, they they do uh, they do introduce some great characters. Like we get Red Guardian finally. Um, and Taskmaster, of course, is the one of the main antagonists in it. Um, and also, they're dealing with um, the Red Room, which has been mentioned a lot. Yeah, I think it's okay. We can, yeah, we can mention that now. I think I think the main plot of this movie, uh, without giving I mean, away everybody knows the Red Room's coming up. <laughs> yeah, is that uh, Natasha Romanoff, while she's on the run during the aftermath of the Sokovia Accords, when the Avengers have split up, um, this is her personal tale of going to deal with her origin. So it's kind of an origin of an origin. It's kind of weird because, like, you kind of were always wondering what was happening to her in the Avenger movie sagas. Uh, you could kind of tell she had been doing stuff every now and then. They mm. have alluded to some things, but this is her uh, remembering, and some of it is reminisce. Some of it is literally shown to you, like the opening about how she was raised, dealing with um, uh, Florence it's, Pugh's I, character. I, do. I don't know if we want to. Yeah. say who that is I, yet 
I do like that they they kind of like because the red room's been shown, it's been told talked about, so they kind of skipped the whole red room section. But like basically, yeah, her entrance, like her clearing her ledger, if you like, was to kill the guy who read the like ran the red room to get into the Avengers. And, and the red room basic, is basic, what for basically the, it's, it's, the red room is where she was where they were they were taken to be trained and uh, horrible things were done to them. They had like she it, as it turns out she had psychological training, um, but uh, not all of them did. Some of them had chemical training. And it's based. It is a Russian organization, right? It is affiliated yes. with Russia. No, right? it's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a Russian organization. Because I was curious if they were going to eventually in this movie try to walk the line of, you know, kind of what they did with um, exactly what they did with Hydra, you know, starting in Germany. But then it kind of became its own thing. Right. So I wasn't sure if they were going to do that with the Red Room. But the Red Room is a Russian affiliated high secret intelligence thing. So Mm. it's her it's her dealing with that. And the whole family gets to come along for the ride. The way they introduce the characters in her uh, present day. I think that's where the movie really takes off. Uh, for yeah. me um when she meets we, we can say who she is right sorry if you really don't want to hear anything even relatively beyond that then go ahead and turn this episode off because we're going to talk about her like we're going to talk about who florence Pugh is because i think you may have seen her in some of the the trailers so go ahead and shut it off if you want to watch the movie first come back to us and check out the rest florence Pugh Pugh plays her sister um and there's a really cool tiny little yeah. opening with her so uh you get to get a tiny little backstory into her which gives you a which gives you a lot of information for the setup of what they're going to try to do, which is rescue all the widows from the chemical brainwashing that has been occurring. Not psychological. This is physiological. Yeah. They, so, they went chemical this time. Yeah. So they team up. Then they go and they start rounding up the, the old parents. They get David Harbour. And this movie just takes off. I, I think his scene is when it really took off for me. The ladies have an awesome fight scene when they reunite. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed them getting chased by the widows. But I think for me, the movie really started when they rescued David Harbour because that's where that Marvel dynamic is, that he had so much humor. They kind of hate him mm. still. I mean, so the tone but really also, I would, landed I would for say me there. Um, Florence as well as Yelena, when the second they introduced her, it started taking off for me because her deadpan delivery of the humor is just on point. Everything she came out with, I enjoyed, like making fun of the hero poses, all the, all the stuff that happens, like the jokes back and forwards. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, they, they, like I went with my wife to see this and she was laughing her ass off at the interaction between the girls. Uh, Scarlett and Florence because, yeah, they, they, they literally, chemistry, despite, yeah. despite being fake sisters, they act like sisters. Which is good because I, one thing going into this movie, one thing that I was kind of curious to see is that. Anyone who's a fan of the what they've done with the MCU movies, uh, Natasha Romanoff, Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow is is dry, but she she might have some one liners here or there where she's kind of winking because mm. she knows she's she's uh, kind of making fun of something or she's part, but she's not like intense comic relief. She is a straight man, straight woman, yeah. straight character yeah. in the scheme of the you know if Robert Downey Jr. was around, he was making the jokes. You know, yep. so like she was often the straight person. So I was going to I was curious to see what they were going to do with that. And I do think they they thread that needle really well with Florence yep. Pugh helping a lot um, to kind of take some of that away from Scarlet so that we could still see Scarlet as the 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 foundation, which she kind of always was. Right. Like she didn't have these mm. crazy superpowers. I mean, she's she's yeah. an emotional foundation. And I think she also was in this and it never got boring. That's what I respect. I was kind of afraid she was going to get a little boring for yeah, me. Not once. Yeah, and it, it, yeah. Like it's also good to see the character fleshed out a little. Mm-hmm. Like because normally it's like vulnerable. you send in, yeah. you send it, yeah, you send in Natasha. She's fake vulnerable. She she does a thing to get what she needs to hear, and you know then she has the cool quip. To, it's like yeah, I was faking it the whole time, and now you've told me everything I want to know. Or you know she beats the crap out of someone spectacularly, and it was good to see just an extra layer to the character where that was still happening. But there was also this other interaction i mean i'll go on i'll go on the like on the record right now and say that this did family better than fast and furious <laughs> yeah i think that's that's that goes without saying for this fucking installment of the fast and furious movie um yeah so i i agree with that too and actually to that point i think that um the marvelness of this movie yeah. which is it is unavoidable it really really is 
Um, so things like uh, they haven't seen each other in a while. I know if you haven't seen the movie or it's not clear, like the, 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 the fake family gets reunited at a certain point and Florence Pugh's character, you know, they, they, they get this emotional scene and she runs off to the other room and immediately David Harbour, <laughs> not a real dad, goes off to the scene. It's like, I'll go talk to her. And then she's like, I didn't want, if I wanted to talk to somebody, I wouldn't have run away. And it's like, okay, well, this is just like the Marvel shit. Like they, they almost just own this shamelessly. Um, and they do another thing in this where they talk about how plans are bad, which I think is a really weird flex for them to be like, that's a bad plan. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> we're about to see it. So, you know, are, are you trying to lower our <laughs> expectations before we see this plan come by saying like three times? Like, yeah, that's a real And I was like, well, <laughs> let me decide as the audience member. So there is the Marvelness, but they do thread that fun really well. And I think David Harbour mm. does a good job but because he's playing a character, like he's very distinctly, it's, it's hard to explain in this, but but you could, he's a character actor in this. Whereas Florence, she yeah. seems straighter, but she really is taking on the brunt of that comic relief. The way that Thor and Captain America and all the other Avengers, when they get their moments to do that, they do well. She did it yeah. better. <laughs> she did it better seamlessly and almost every single time, even when the emotional stakes were at its highest, she was still able to get that charm, that that charisma, and 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 to get the emotional backing. Because the one thing about um Natasha's character in the other movies is I because of the, f- the as as I think John said, the fake um the fake what's the word you said? The fake mm-hmm. vulnerability, the the fake um sure. that be- I never really know. That I I'll be honest, didn't necessarily land in this movie when she was doing like the, she was trying to play with people. Like she wasn't going full mind game, but she was doing some weird fake vulnerability thing like with with our villain, for instance. But but having Florence be actually emotional, this is, that actually made the Natasha story emotional. Whereas she was always the emotional point of these Avengers movies, even though I, I didn't know whether or not it was genuine. But this movie I knew was genuine and I did appreciate it. Yeah, that. I think it is kind of, I think anyone, if you're a fan of these these movies or not, these saga or not, you can't really disagree with that. Because, th- th- again, just the challenge. Just imagine sitting around in the room talking about this movie. Like, Black Widow is supposed to be kind of emotionless. Like, she, that's who mm-hmm. she is in the in the scheme of the Avengers. She was trained to be like this. We, we kind of heard how many fucking times do we hear about the blood in her ledger and how she's just yeah. like stone cold. Like, and she, you know, she again, she has those smiles and some wry comments. But I, I was like, how are they going to make, how are they going to make her seem emotional? Because that's not really her thing. Even in that's Jeff, you alluded to it. There's a there's a big sequence toward the end of this movie that is kind of calling back to the very first time we meet her, or the first time we meet her officially from the beginning of the movie, where she's manipulating somebody while she seems to be interrogated in the first Avengers movie. Uh, mm. It's a callback to that where she like plays up her vulnerability and this guy. Um, that impacted me less because that was kind of a what's going on, who done it sequence than the stuff you're talking about, which was creating a family around her that made her seem like she had emotions. <laughs> I'm not saying it, that in a critical way or negative way of Scarlett Johansson is acting. It's just the character isn't supposed to be vulnerable. So we had to see her vulnerability through her actions, which is always cinematic. So I do think it lent itself as a device. Uh, and I think they pulled it off well. Let's give a shout out to director Kate Shortland. I haven't seen any of her movies this is yeah. her first um this, this, this is her was first great, project with Marvel, I think, right? Feature. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that was Hands fun. Off. It was fun to see. You know, we kind of all right. So I think they're doing exactly Kevin Feige is a genius. I think they're doing exactly what they want to be doing with this second generation stuff. We saw a lot of the same directors in the main chunk of the early MCU um movies. And that's why those movies feel so similar. They they stayed with them. They were all talking to each other all the time. So, mm. Dave, I don't know if you can speak to this, if you know more on it than I do, but clearly this is part of the phase two. They're reaching out to directors they hadn't reached out to before. They're getting voices that have never had this kind of, you know, platform I mean, they're before. definitely doing that. I mean, Eternals is coming next with, like, Chloe yeah. Zhao doing right. Like directing that, and that I've seen a couple of trailers from that, and that looks yeah. awesome as well. And they're going in a really interesting like take with that. But yeah, they definitely are mixing it up in this series. And I think the more they move towards intermingling the streaming and the the film, I think they're taking more chances. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it. Yeah. I think so what? You, mm. 
So what did you guys think about the tone? Because this this very quickly becomes an international espionage movie, yeah. and this and, like, and F nine. It's like Black Widow's like Mission Impossible. I thought about. Yeah, I mean Mission Impossible. Every now and then a Bond yep. thing here and there. Every now, it's like it's like all the espionage kind of th- themes come into play. Some things get rushed. We go to I, I get Belarus and um, was it Belarus or was it um, is that where they go? Budapest? Is that where the safe house is? No. Yeah, Budapest. No, Budapest. Man, I always get these fucked up. Uh, and then Saint they have that. Uh, they have that argument in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> they have that in the movie. Um, I, so they go back. They go back and forth to these things so quickly, and and sometimes without stakes. Whereas like a Mission Impossible movie, for instance, like how do you get them out of? Bud- you know what I mean? It's like there's always a sequence where she just shows up and then leaves, and then you know mm. some things like that. But again, the Marvelness, it's there, and it's and it's fine. But what did you guys think about that? As the tone, was it enough? Could they have gone farther? Um, I really, right I really like that they didn't deal? make her perfect. Like this character had a lot of oh, yeah. flaws coming up through her past, and they showed those when, she, like, they showed that yeah, she was a killer, and that she was like she did do all these horrible things before she like that was that was her past, and that's what she's trying to atone for. And I like they didn't shy away from it. Like she had flaws, she had she she killed people, and. That is something that they could have just gone. They could have, could have gone the hero element, and they didn't. They created like a really nicely flawed character. Yeah, nice. John, what I do think you, it. What I mean, think? I do think it it worked, especially. I, I like the MCU stuff. I don't know if uh, you know, and I'm really happy that this exists for people who are obsessed with this stuff because there's just so many. There's gonna be there's just so many opportunities to explore this universe they're creating, which is really fun. Um, in terms of this though. Uh, again, I do, th- I do think it worked. I don't know if I would have minded because Natasha Romanoff is a spy. She's not a superhero. Like we know that from the early movies. Yeah. I don't know if I would have minded if they, I kind of have expected them to go a little grittier, a little bit more grounded in realism mm, and not have the, the shiny big action sequences that like, let me just give you an example, just to be really specific. It was awesome. Of course, part of me was like, yeah, you know, you're kind of waiting for these big action sequences. But when she falls like 50 feet from a helicopter and lands on her knee and just looks up, I was like, her leg is shattered. Like shattered, 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 shattered. <laughs> it, they, were, they did a really good job in the Marvel uh, Avenger movies of whenever she was fighting alongside the Avengers, she never did shit like that. They never just had her jump off buildings and stuff because they knew we would be like, what? So there were, there were a few moments here where I kind of felt them saying, I feel like we need to give a little fan service here and they, they, they've earned this action sequence. And I think part of me was maybe curious if they were going to explore a grittier version of this story. I don't think it mm. made it a, for a worse movie. I think Marvel fans are still going to be very satisfied. Oh, but yeah. um, part of me did think that they were going to go spy thriller and it was going to be filmed differently than the other Marvel movies. I think that this, even though I still made that comment about Kate Shortland, I think she did a good job. I do think it feels like a Marvel movie. The way they announced this second oh, yeah. stage of all these movies, how proud they are of them being genre films. I guess this is a mission movie. I, I was kind of half anticipating it to feel very unlike Marvel movies. And if this is a sign of things to come, I don't think it's going to be that, tra- that dramatically different, which is not a bad thing. It's just, you know, it is what it is. I, I still think I was satisfied. I got what I figured I was going to get when I went into the theater. And uh, the kick-ass fight scenes were fun to watch. The timing was good. You get your perfect blend of heart, humor, mission, action, and kick-ass costumes. Like it, it's all there. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll push back against that a little bit, mainly because she is a superhero. She's not a spy anymore. So she's she's gone into the superhero realm. So she relies on the superhero tricks she now has. But the the rest of the family are still relying on those old spy tricks. And I think that's where the the fun sort of comes because like they have the gadgets. She doesn't have the gadgets, and then the gadgets come into play throughout the plot of the movie as well. So it's I I feel like well, I went the other their, way on that one. I was like, I'm glad that Marvel she thing. stands a little separate. Yeah, you know what I mean, though. She's not she doesn't have superpowers, and Flor, Flor, Flores yeah. UV even calls her out. I doubt that line's great. I doubt the space god has to take ibuprofen after a fight. I love that line. <laughs> yes. yeah. I love that line because they were calling it's her a, out. That they is were a like, great line. Are you really going to say that you? <laughs> I can't remember the context of that scene, but she basically was like, "You're not one of them." You know, yeah. she was calling her out. So they, they made fun of it. And I, that gave me all I needed to know. Like, let's at least point out the fact that, like, she is the, uh, the spy going back to her roots. Um, but just for just for fun, I, I think I would have also enjoyed seeing a really gritty, grounded version of this film. But it doesn't matter. Like, that's just theoretical. Yeah. When this movie ended, I was like, good. 
that was that was that was probably exactly what it was going to be. And now, super yeah. spoiler alert! Really turn it uh, yeah, off if, if you haven't if, seen yeah, this. Yeah, if, if you have, yeah, there, there is one after Wait. credit scene in this thing. We'll yeah. tell you that. Wait, but, but before you uh, go, stop before now. you go, <laughs> just know that this whole movie, what it's about, we're talking about plot and character and stuff. What this is about is choice. It's about human beings and whether or not they deserve a choice in their own fucking lives. That's what this movie's about. So they're going to rescue okay, yeah, and widows. I just before people leave for this point, we haven't even talked about that. No, no, no. They're yeah, going to, let's get they're into going that. They're going to rescue widows who are being controlled by Ray Winstone's character. Which to have the one person that can control people thing is is tricky. But yeah, we could yada yada this stuff in the Marvel movie. But but hmm. because of the chemical change that the specific group of women have, they they don't they wouldn't even recognize a family member. They they their their brains are completely distorted by this chemical and they're literally their physical movements at the whim of a remote control can be changed so what comes into play here is the the essence of this movie is it's it's about giving people their own power and that includes the power to make mistakes because as much Mm -hmm. as ray winstone our villain in this can say we you are the most badass fucking ruthless killers and that's awesome and you're women so what he's trying to say is you're women and you're the most badass people on the planet. That'll show the world. But it wasn't their choice. So th- that I don't think that's not what that's not what he was trying to say, because there's a counter line to that where he talks about I gave them the one thing we have way too much of young girls. <laughs> well, I mean, mm. it's like the one I used the one asset we have one like too much of. And it was really funny because I was like, OK, she might be taking well, him to jail. But the second he came, the second he came out with that, I was like, oh, he, he's he a dickhead. And he it, did. He's and not honestly, it wasn't this. the it wasn't the best villain out of all the Marvel movies here. But I, I think what he when he basically said, you guys are the most badass, ruthless killers. And that's awesome. And you're women because, hey, you can show those men how badass you are. I think he meant it. Even though, yes, he said that there's a lot of girls in the world, but these particular girls, the mm. ruthless badass ones, it's great, but it was never their choice in the first place. So I, I think no. that's what this movie is really, really about is what is choice. Also, I just want to touch. I just want to touch on that because they do at the end of the film, like they find all the data of like how these girls have just been placed everywhere. Yeah, and then there's a group of the the widows who've been restored come to get Taskmaster in a plane, and I'm like. How much do you want to lay money that uh, Disney's going to release a streaming series called The Widows or something to that effect? Just, everything's on the that table. That deals with them going around rescuing Everything's them. on the table, like, man. This, this, this leaves the way open for a, like a streaming series that still would feature Natasha, yeah. even though like her character has been killed off in or The that Avengers. that should be anime. That should be their Clone Wars or something. They just do like the animated version of that. But yeah. Mm. Um, John, yeah, and to yeah, the, onto the, so, and onto to the that, super, super, super yeah. spoiler. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, yeah, hold on. We'll, we'll get into that. I did want to, I'm glad you brought that up, Jeff, just because, you know, let's just, let's be honest. A lot of movies that are coming out right now are super fucking indicative about the social issues they're trying to tackle. Um, when this started becoming clear that this was what this was about, there was a little bit of me that did consciously in the movie theater reflect on the fact that I think what the biggest achievement, the older first stage of the Marvel movies have was the moral ambiguity they were able to bring to their superheroes. I do think they achieved that, like, especially when it built into the civil war and playing with government control and who's right and who's wrong. They did a really good job with that. When this started becoming super crystal clear that this was a movie about women getting to make their own choices. um, I I, I was like, "Uh Oh, this could get, this could get really indicative or obvious. Uh, while I do agree with you that Ray Winston's character was probably my least favorite villain in the Marvel MCU, he, I just don't think tried. they did any. He tried. I thought he had some good moments. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we could say mm. the same thing for um, Avengers I mean, 2, Dave. The, Avengers he, 2, he, help me out. Ultron. James, Ultron. James Ultron. Spader, Ultron. Ultron. You know, he tried. You know, I, I think his was just a little better. I don't think they gave, I don't, I think they may have, by not in Ultron was awesome. Yeah, Ultron was cool. I, I like it too, but I think everybody <laughs> talks shit about that movie. Everyone um, talks shit about the movie, but for the movie, um, yeah, they they so didn't like a lot of the things that, uh, that were done in that. I think that maybe they cut themselves off a little bit by not creating more ambiguity with some kind of emotional connection to Ray Winstone or something to make it a little bit more icky and a little bit more difficult for Scarlet to go in there and ultimately make make that decision for the other women. Like there was also that, that they didn't maybe talk about quite so obviously, but big picture wise, I do think they pulled it off. I wasn't like rolling my eyes by the end of it, just because they were, you know, it it is very clear what they're doing from the very beginning. Uh, Earlier on in the show, when I said Florence Pugh has a cool introduction, you know what this movie is about from the Mm. get go. 
So it's right. Her introduction happens right after the setup at the beginning of this movie. And then you're like, oh, okay, this is a movie about freeing women from a man's control. But I do think they do a good job with it. And it didn't feel like it didn't feel like, all right, let's just now I'm just going to watch this play out so that we can, you know, hoot and holler Hmm. for that. Um, Okay, now. Now, yeah, now my, this, yeah. all right. So my favorite part about this final movie, spoil, final spoiler warning. <laughs> my favorite part about this movie is that Scarlett Johansson never has to make another Marvel movie again, and I mean that with respect. I mean that seriously. I think that Marvel may be suffering from the opposite of whatever the Blood Diamond thing is. I feel like they are going so balls to the walls with so much content with Disney and all this stuff that. Some of the things may not, it, they're, they're going to lose a, a preciousness. I know that's not a word, but I think you'll know what I mean. There, I, 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 was, I felt very happy to see her get put to bed. It's the same sensation I had at the end of Logan. I was like, good, let that man rest. Because now those movies mm. are going to be even more awesome as we get over time. We get to look back on them and put them on a pedestal and, and start thinking about them differently, as opposed to this, this ongoing serialized universe that um, while it has its appeal, you are going to sacrifice that quality. So I was I, really, I, mean, I felt really good when they showed that after credit scene. I was like, good. She did a great you, job. Take a bow, Scarlett Johansson. That's a, that's a mislead. You will see that character again. I'm, I'm going to call it. You will see that character again. Yeah. Um, they're not going to bring her back from the dead. She's dead. Irrevocably. They established that. They're like, those characters are not coming back. But they're opening up the multiverse, which means you'll get a version of Natasha that didn't join the Avengers, that didn't give up on being an assassin. You'll get the evil Natasha. You'll get, you know, a Natasha that did something else. Like, you, the, the, it, the field is wide open because they're the, opening up the multiverse. Give the girl a story. So the, you will give it see. To the story. <laughs> yeah, you will see that character again. I'm, I'm willing to But Scarlet doesn't need it. Do you think it'll be and you'll, you'll her, definitely though? see Yelena again. Yeah, you'll see Yelena. Because, I, I mean, obviously you'll see you'll see her. I guess I was kind of like, good, mm. pass this fucking torch. Like, let's, let, let's put Black Widow to bed. Yeah. Like. That's well, a lot the, of the good thing, the thing is, they did, they did, they did establish that, um, like with Loki going on at the moment, that not all the Lokis look the same. Okay. So yeah. it could definitely, could definitely get another actress if Scarlett wants to step yeah. out. Because um, I know I have said I don't want to sound. Yeah. I, I we talked about this on this probably before. I'm a big fan of these movies in this whole universe. Uh, when Endgame happened, though, I was. I was emotionally affected. I I loved being in a theater where everybody was emotionally affected, where he finally snapped his fingers. I was like, oh my God, they did it. Like, I felt Mm. so good about it. And I I loved that we were as a community saying, wow, we have to let go of these people. That's tough. That's part of moving on in life. It's a big life lesson. It exists in all major storytelling. And it really bummed me out when I found out that they were like, psych, we're bringing back this person and this person. You can see this person just (laughs) because I feel like it's a, I don't know. I just, it, it's just a personal feeling. So I was just, I had a good catharsis mm. at the end of this film. Uh, maybe you'll agree with me. Maybe you won't. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they, they fixed the Gamora problem because they still had guardians three to get out of the way, but uh, that's going to be an inter- interesting dynamic there because of what they did. Um, but yeah, I, I would say at some point you'll see a different black widow might be a different actress. Don't know. Yeah. I mean, Loki had an alligator version, so, <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> Um, <laughs> I will, all right, so I think my only Jeff, Dave, tell me if you guys thought about this at all. I'm not even saying it bothered me. I just wasn't sure about the accents in this movie. Obviously, I know what I know that they. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's negative. That's a- <laughs> they set up these people having very good American accents, so like clearly they're not like it's not like they can only speak in Russian. Was it, I wasn't was saying, it David? Har- why aren't they? Was all- it David Harbor? <laughs> I'm, let me let's be real, dude. It was it was all of them. Like if if I wasn't sure, Scarlett was the only one who, based on you know, because she hasn't spoken with a Russian accent the whole time we've known her. Mm. So so she was like, no, I'm not doing it. I, I don't. I doubt she made this decision on her own. But clearly they had her keep the American accent the entire time, and the yeah. others kind of drifted. And again, they set this movie up with them having American accents, so it wasn't like sure they can do both accents but i was a little unclear about how the, authentically russian their russian accents were supposed to be for 90 percent of this movie and I, it was something that i didn't know, stop thinking about the, the thing i noticed the most was when rachel weiss um drifted from her russian to american which is That's, funny because she's British. She wasn't the only one, dude. Let's be real. I mean, <laughs> but she's Florence, had some mo- Florence had moments where she did so, that. Dave, Dave had moments no, where they did that. Well, I'm wonder- no, I'm wondering, was it on purpose? Oh, sure. 
That's why I was asking you. That's I was I was genuinely asking if you thought those were choices or if you thought those were actors a little unsure and they were just going for it because a lot of this is ADR, right? These are giant movies. They probably weren't recording this dialogue in the room. Uh, a lot of it they would have in the in those sets, yeah. That would have been recorded in the room, a lot of it. Uh unless and I mean if they if they did drop an accent too bad, they would have gone back and fixed it. I'm I was sure, say, but, they they, they would have fixed like, they had the an extra is, year. We, we won't. We don't know whether it was a choice or whether it was just you know accents drifting. I like to think it was a choice because I I notice like when you notice a like a British actress slip from Russian into American, like that's good point. Like that's good a point. choice. That's not good an accident. Point. Um, that's you didn't think about this at all, Jeff. I'm I'm shocked. No, I, you're you're me, such an accent me, dialect guy. I? It didn't bother you. For me, you? it was more David Tennant. For me, if you if you're if you're performing the hell out of it, I don't think anybody has an authentic accent. I I sound different when I'm drunk than when I'm sober. Like everybody sounds a little different. So I as long as you're I sound different on the phone to me, Dad. <laughs> you, you, so I I, I I don't you know as long as you're acting the shit out of it. But but if you're stuck on your accent, if that's like clearly you know. Um, um, inhibiting your ability to really tell the story because you're you, you can't shake that thread that's stuck in your point of view of whether or not you sound like okay this. Let, let's let's benchmark this was it better than kate blanchett's in indiana jones that's our bar that's our bar gonna, yeah I'm, uh, I'm buzzing that movie <laughs> all right um okay wait there's one other there's one other tiny problem that, that i noticed here i'll, I'll go i'll go there, there were there were for for me, this all weighs on. I, I'm really running thin on on, give, on giving a shit about these Marvel movies. If I'm being completely honest, because I never asked for any of this, and I want to be I want to be clear about that. Why? Yeah, Cl- clarify that. For, why are you running thin? Okay. Uh, well, I mentioned the Sokovia Accord thing. Take your drink, Jeff. Oh, I didn't hear it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah, clear. I, I, I know I know that the Sokovia Accords thing was this this literally takes place after the Sokovia Accords. But just how many times have we said Sokovia Accords on this? I want to say it. I want to say it. Get it out there because everybody keeps being like, "Well, it's right after the Sokovia Accords," and I'm like, "If we if we followed the Sokovia Accords, we wouldn't have movies." So it's like how every fucking movie is set during World War One or World War Two. Watchmen, um, um, uh, Wonder Woman, Magneto, Captain America, because the stakes couldn't be higher. It's good versus evil. It's so obvious, and now it's like we've now we've got the Sokovia Accords, man. We got to stick by the. Oh no, that's a violation of no shit. It's a violation of the Sokovia Accords. We wouldn't have a movie if we weren't violating the fucking Sokovia Accords. I don't care about these accords anymore. I didn't ask for any of this. I didn't ask for any of these characters. Nobody nobody did. I didn't ask for any of these characters. (laughs) The the. The first, I think, actually, this is considered phase four, John, but it really is the second stage. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Me. You're totally right. But, but, that was but, my fault. But the second, it is the second stage because everything was leading up to Endgame, and then after Endgame, basically, the world exploded again. And somehow they're trying to pretend like Spider-Man: Far From Home is like the coda at the end of Endgame, but it was like this fun thing. But this and the and the series are supposed to be part of phase four, which essentially is we want to keep the audience guessing, which is a funny way of saying we're going to use what works and we're going to drop what doesn't, and who gives a fuck at this point. Actually, Spider-Man Four was definitely a lead into Phase Four because it sets up the. I know, but he, they say that it's the end of Phase Three, so it's it's the transition, I suppose. So, so Jeff, you feel like it's kind of like spaghetti against the wall a little bit. Okay, so I'm, yeah. You? So, but, but we've we've done this movie correctly and adamantly. And because also, for anyone who wants to comment on this, I'm not talking about uh, the the like the all the talk about him being from another multiverse i'm talking about what happens at the yeah, end yeah, in yeah. the after credit scene yeah, right, yeah. Right. so anyway i'm i'm just i'm i was running thin so the marvelness and those things the opening was awesome that's why when john you mentioned the grittier film i was like yes i'm in for it even though it, it still is too important to the mcu i think dave would know better than me but it still seems to be too important so they couldn't really let it all go um, I don't know if we'll see it. I guess we'll see Yelena. I, I, I was kind of hoping that this would be like a Rogue One and they would make sure at the end of this movie. But but yada, yeah, 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 yeah. We've already covered all of that. That's not, that's... I mean, I'm, I could be wrong. You may not see that character ever again. It could be like, this is feels her. feels like, like they the set it up there. It, honestly, that would feel um, like it, a setup. It definitely, well, it definitely feels like they set up a, like a series or a I, series. I don't think they'd go for it a It looks like I a TV show as, set up. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think they'll go a setup. Um, but Kevin Feige on an interview recently said... Everything that we are doing to set up some new characters uh, on the Disney Plus platform is so that we will eventually be able to give them their own movies. Right. He said that. That is a oh, quote that's, from him. That's absolutely the, true. Like, they've set yeah. up the Thunderbolts like crazy. 
Yeah, right. But anyway, Jeff, anyway, finish, finish what you're saying. It's it's all good. Like I loved the first two episodes of WandaVision. I could I wanted the whole season just to be I love Lucy. Uh, we we've already discussed on this podcast that British people hate that. Everybody wanted something to happen because that's the expectation. We have to bring in more characters to convolute the fuck out of this so that by the end of the series it's so confusing that it just ends and then you you, you move on because it's like Oh, it's about grief. It's about this. It's about women. It's about, oh, you throw all these things in. And I was like, I really liked just Wanda and Vision trying to figure out why they were stuck in there. I think I could have spent an entire season and that would have been really gripping. And to bring in 10 different other characters that all might be somewhere else in the MCU. It's like, I, I can't keep track of it. And I'm tired of I'm tired of having to fill in gaps myself or tired of having to like go online and, and Google it and research so just it. To, but for this movie, I liked it, especially go online. Those guys are especially crazy. in the age of, of the Britney Spears situation, not just about the one particular human, but in the fact that she can't even choose to make a mistake. She can't even choose to accidentally... Um, say something terrible that the world could see that literally somebody is watching her in her whole life is proof that movies like this need to happen i personally wish there was a different ip anybody see a problem here that like britney spears has more oversight than trump did trump oh my god (laughs) britney spears has more oversight than than anybody than than a child like it's 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 crazy (laughs) okay anyway (laughs) this is an important movie i wish there was other ip but then again this is a cultural phenomenon it's a juggernaut and it's it's bringing the whole world are you ready just to clarify just to clarify, are you kind of saying something kind of similar to what I was saying? Are you you're not opposed to the Marvel Universe expanding into all these different shows and movies, but you're kind of ready to see something different? Yeah. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Are you kind I, of ready I, I, I don't want them to be stop? I don't want them to be connected anymore. It, it's too much. And, and I this movie, I this movie, did, this yeah. movie would have been better if it didn't connect to the rest of the MCU. Yeah, and I think I think Dave, you might know more about this, but it kind of feels like they might pull that trigger at some point over the next couple of years because I think it is starting to create a create a fatigue in the audience to try to transition into these newer characters as an audience member when you're still supposed to have all that in your 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 memory can, you know, as a given when you see these new movies mm. as opposed to something totally fresh and totally know. new. I, I don't know. I don't know. I got some box office results that says the opposite. You're right. I totally get it. You're right. You're 100% right. Like, like they're, they're not fatigued. These people are hungry. Like, people were cheering when the Marvel logo You're finished. Right. Like, it, they're hungry. And Marvel specializes in leaving it on that thing that where you're like, oh, that's next. You're right. And, of course, yeah. they did the and same in this right. film. And let's not, again, as much as I respect the producers and everyone that's involved with the Marvel Universe, they're now owned by Disney. Yeah. And Disney mm-hmm. does franchises, and they want the nostalgia. So Jeff, we're they're never going to no, give it fine. up, bro. It's cool. They're going to cool. keep doing. Yeah. That. I, I, I like the I mean, they, were, they were doing this long before Disney owned <laughs> yeah. them, but like it was, it's still they're very, very good at making you want the next thing. Yeah. You want the story to continue. You what's, I what's don't the want, next part I don't of the want story. the story to continue. But um, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if this one will. I mean, Yelena will because we all want more of her. Let's, you know let's what? Touche, touche. The all okay. So to- yeah, and it's funny. I don't know if it, I'm. I'm pretty sure it wasn't there before. But after this movie drops, she's been added to the credits of, credits of Hawkeye. Nice. Okay. Well, I guess I do want to say I do want to say do want to make this comment. Like, it, it's not a sad thing, but there was a little bit of me that was like, and another really amazing actor has put on a superhero costume. Florence. Like Florence Pugh. You know, she. You know, we're just just she's it's just the age we man. live on. And there's I'm not gonna lie. There is a little bit of me that feels a little bit of that fatigue. That's kind of like wow. Jeff and I have two really good friends. We won't say who they who, who they are, but we know them from from school. Like we we know these guys, and they're probably the most successful people that graduated with us from our our undergrad. And both of them play superheroes on television. So it's kind and of like we are kind of like nail it. we sure yeah sure, but we are kind of living in this age where it's <laughs> like you're difference. not a like movie you... star until you put a superhero costume she, she on. She was without it. Makes me a little well, sad. No, it's it's not that. It's 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 these actors are finally stepping into these roles where they can bring something more to it than just putting on a superhero costume. Like you you can't deny Florence owned yeah. this film. And you know what, Scarlett Johansson yeah, with her so did Robert Downey like, Jr. To, yeah. I mean, they, they've had yeah. this chemistry for the whole time. I'm just saying it is kind of there is a little it's bit a, of me that's like. You know how many other movies has Scarlett Johansson made in these all these years when she was Black she, Widow? Not she too many, made more, right? but, you know, but so. uh, actually, there's more than you'd think. But to, to turn, well, a lot of them were also like 
crazy, too big for their scale. Like she should have done more Marriage Stories, which was her best movie to to turn Stephen Dorff, who felt bad for Scarlett. I'd feel worse for you, Stephen Dorff, than I do for Scarlett. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, The only okay. Oh, that guy, that guy from the very first Marvel movie, Blade, (laughs) is criticizing people in Marvel movies. Um, Yeah, fuck you. I don't think we need to go on about this forever. The last thing I'll say though is because they were because a lot of the action sequences, including the first sister fight, which I did not like as much as you, John, because I was like, we already knew who Florence was by that point, and we already knew that they were going to be on the same team. So to to fight, it's like this whole movie. There were a lot of people fighting who you didn't want either of them to get hurt. And that was that was tough for me, which I guess maybe will will be a good I, legacy. I think it was fan term. service, too. No, but but the, even when they were fighting, the, when the they were fighting the widows, the part about that fight, the part about that fight was they had the exact same training, so they had the exact and it was same fun. moves. It was it very was a, fun. It was, sure. a, it was a side reference to Taskmaster. It was for- it was for people. it was forced so, because they're fucking yeah. sisters and we knew it, but whatever it was fine it was great for the widows though when they were <laughs> fighting the widows it's too bad yeah. because the widows didn't know what they were doing so but you couldn't just have a defensive battle so it was like scarlet hurt them but don't hurt them too much because they don't know what they're doing and i was like that's too bad i'd rather have a ruthless killer here but at the same point at the same time <laughs> this is going to have a good legacy i think i think this is going to be this is going to age very yeah, well. i totally so, agree anyway. with that yeah, I, think I, right. I feel like the rewatchability of this one is going to be very, a lot higher than some. Yeah. Like, I'm going to watch this more than I watch Thor 2. Thor 2 is the worst movie in the whole mm. series. Let's get the fuck out of here, Dave. Where's the- <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> How many movies have they made now, Dave? Uh, starting from Iron Man 1, not, not counting Blade. I not have lost X-Men. count. I, I did have a number at one point. 25? I think that's right. I, I think we're, yeah, 25-ish. I thought, I thought Endgame was 22. Spider-Man, this, 24 two. Anyway. Okay. 23. And Spider-Man yeah. counts. Um, Spider-Man's coming out on my birthday this Whoa. year. I'll be going There's to see a Spider-Man that. movie coming out yeah. this year. Number three, yeah. man. Gotta finish that trilogy. That's the one that opens, like, it, they're opening up the multiverse <laughs> yeah. with that. Like, there's a, it's a multiverse trilogy. Like, Wanda started it, WandaVision starts it, Spider-Man continues it, and then Multiverse <laughs> of Madness comes out with Doctor Strange and opens it right the fuck up. Um, wow. Pretty stoked. Wow. Right on Tom Holland's 19th birthday. Okay, cool. So let's, I'm kidding. He's, he's older than that, but it just, it seems like they've rushed these three movies. But anyway, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Fantastic discussion yes. of Black Widow, but it is time for us to get into yeah. our recommendations of the week and what you've been watching. Dave, we always start with you, whether you like it or not. Anything you want to recommend the people? Uh, actually, we went back a little bit. After we watched, uh, we went and watched um, Black Widow. We came home and I came out and my wife had put on independence day nice and uh, like this might be why we're married i don't know but uh <laughs> i was like she's like yeah this is this is like one of, still one of the best like sci-fi movies ever and we sat there and we watched it from top to tail and yeah it's, it kind of still is it's fine man like it's go back go back don't watch the second one it's fucking bullshit i watched it this year dude the practical effects fucking amazing dude real fireballs so have you ever good. seen a cloud in the sky and gone in independence day a spaceship would be coming out of that cloud right now I, I have a photo. Of course. Of course. Uh, I have a photo I took from like my my building that I work in in Midtown Manhattan of a storm rolling in over Jersey, sure. and I swear to God, it looks like the like the effect in Down yeah. to Tomorrow. I was half yeah. expecting a ship to come nice. out. Nice, anyway. Yeah, Independence John? Day. I watched. Um, I went back. I have now seen all of Tarantino's movies because I finally watched Death Proof. Nice. I had never seen that one. Small oh, movie set that. in Austin. Uh, he does cinematography, so it, it feels like a, yeah. like his his tiny movie. Uh, if you like him, you have fun. Girls kick ass in that movie. It's fucking great. Was watching Eli them. Roth. Eli Roth directing was it? No, that's no. that's Quentin Tarantino directing that one. I thought. Yeah, he made. I there's he directed a, the other it's one. a double feature with Rodriguez. Ah, oh, Rodriguez. Sorry, he yeah. made the other one. Yeah, he um, made Planet Terror. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I had fun watching that. Finally saw that. I saw Michael Mann's Manhunter, which is based on the Red Dragon. It's on the Criterion right now. That was cool. It's one of his early movies from the eighties. Mm-hmm. But my main recommendation: it's on Hulu right now, and it's out in the theaters. Quest Love's Summer of oh, Soul. You saw it. About oh the, yeah, uh, the festival that was in Harlem. Uh, I can't remember the name of that park. That was it was in Harlem. The same same summer as Woodstock. It just this footage was under yeah, wraps do you, for all do these years. A, yeah, do yourself a service and see that. Yeah, man, it was really fun. You should definitely check it out. I, I probably should have gone to see it in the theater, but I turned my speakers way up here and watched it on Hulu and had a great time. Learned something and saw some great, great fucking music. So, yeah, I'm going to recommend that nice. one pretty strongly. I think it won the Grand Jury Prize at Sundance this I year. So, that yeah, I think, I, think, uh, I think we're watching it this nice. week. 
Um, I did my annual watch of uh, John Adams this year, which was interesting after last year and everything. But I, I, yeah, it was. was, was Yeah, did you feel guilty? Were you like, no, (laughs) no, 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 I didn't. But but yeah, I. John Adams didn't own slaves, baby. (laughs) I mean, Uh, no, but he did when he was a lawyer. Half the fucking when he was a a lawyer, he did defend some slave owners. And yes, all of the a third of the uh, founding fathers brought slaves to Philadelphia for the first. Continental. Congress, Look, I think so. you're supposed to. I think it's um, good that I think that that thing might be even more enriched by the conflict that we bring to it as audience members. Now, am I wrong, or did you feel? Did it was it heightened and stranger because I, of it? You know what? Year? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this here at the end of this Black Widow podcast, and I'll I'll save my other recommendation for the next episode when we do fast. <laughs> what we do F nine. F9. I'll say my other recommendation. I will say Which this: is not a tornado. So I, 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 I read. I, I'm still reading the John, the John McCullough book. It's very long, but I was on the Cape and I was, you know, it was raining the whole time, so I read a lot. And it is Abigail Adams and John Adams both talk a lot about how it's about you know we hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal. So it's it's essentially saying that no sovereign can control the rights of others. So you have Britney Spears, you have Black Widow, you have a lot of relevant things now obviously BLM, but all the, half of these people own slaves that are saying that all men are equal and deserve to be free, which I know is not a new thought, but it really adds in even heightened circumstances that these guys are full of shit. <laughs> these, the, the, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, the cognitive dissonance sorry, is crazy. Mom and dad, yeah. don't, go, go, don't go insane. Like I, I still respect the way that our country was founded, but, but- Yeah, mom and dad, if it helps. How much, <laughs> how much bullshit was because of the constitution and then this and then that, but the people, they, they were a contradiction when they signed these documents, when they said Absolutely. every single person should not be ruled by another person while they own slaves. This is who founded our country. I think it's okay if we just go yeah. ahead and just reconsider every fucking thing. And we sit there and say, what works for us today? Because why, why should we listen to contradictions from 250 years ago? So yes, I did have a different viewpoint. To You're it. exactly right. Dude. Couldn't agree more. All oh, right. Yeah. And nice. I and I know black people have been saying this for 50 years, so I'm so sorry that it took me so long to listen. 50? <laughs> Fucking okay, 100. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Say, whatever, right? 150. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so thank you. Thank you to everybody for sticking with us here. We had a fun conversation. Black Widow. So much fun. Go see it in the theater, baby. Please go see it in yeah. the theater. Highly recommend they Dolby. They want you to see it at uh, home yeah. because they get more money, but you'll have a better experience in Dolby. Yeah, don't do it. Go to the theater. Also, go, to the theater. Go, to the, go to the Dolby matinee. It's cheap. Get vaccinated <laughs> and then go to the theater. I hope Black Widow isn't the number one reason the Delta variant is spreading across the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, you, you shared no, those the, numbers at the beginning. No, the, the Olympics nervous. are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, people. Well, thank you so much to listen, for listening, Bye. and uh, we'll see you soon when we talk about Fast. Oh, my God. F9. When we talk about F9. It's all fun. All right. Yeah. <laughs>